Hello from the members of First United Methodist Church in Royce City. Thank you for listening to this podcast. We hope you find it meaningful and relevant. You're invited to join us for worship anytime, and you can learn more about our worship options, location, and small group opportunities by visiting our website, fumcroycecity.org. Today, we hear from our pastor, Reverend Chris Everson. May God bless you as you listen to His Word proclaimed. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever. Amen. Amen. Well, it is so good to have you all here with us this morning as we celebrate our confirmants. I want to thank uh, some of our confirmants who was able to help uh, make that video bumper for our sermon as we begin our series on the Lord's Prayer. So as we begin, I invite you to go to God in prayer with me. Would you please pray with me? Oh God, we thank you for the church for the opportunity to gather as your people and to hear your word through song, through prayer, through scripture, and through your word. So Lord, we ask that you allow the words of my mouth and the the meditation of each heart here to be pleasing in your sight, O Lord, my strength and my redeemer. Amen. I love the Lord's Prayer. The Lord's Prayer has always had a, a very special place in, in my heart. So uh, when in 2008, I made my first pilgrimage to uh, the Holy Land when I was an associate pastor and youth director up at Grace United Methodist Church in Sherman, Texas. And, and I, I love that trip. I love the trip that we took here uh, a couple years ago because I got to share the Holy Land with people from Royce City First United Methodist Church. But I really loved the trip back in 2008 because I went by myself. I uh, got on a plane, flew to uh, Tel Aviv, and joined uh, two other tour groups that uh, were making their way around the Holy Land. And, and I really enjoyed it because I wasn't responsible for anyone. I didn't have to worry about if anybody got lost or anything. I, I was just there to enjoy the Holy Land. And because of that, the very last full day of our Holy Land experience, we had the morning off. And we were uh, downtown uh, Jerusalem in, in a hotel, and we were maybe two miles away from the Mount of Olives. So I packed everything up and ready to go because we were going to the garden tomb that afternoon, and then we were going to head straight to the airport so that we could fly back home. But that morning, I decided to get up, get packed up, and then I was going to go ahead and make my own little trek up the Mount of Olives because there were a couple of things there that we didn't have a chance to see. One of them was the uh, Chapel of the Ascension where, where Jesus ascended into heaven, and the other place was the church on the site where they said Jesus taught the disciples the Lord's Prayer. And, and, and we walked up the, the, the Mount of Olives to 
the side of this church, we walked into the doors and we saw this. These are mosaics all around this church that has the Lord's Prayer written in several different languages. Like the one that's there on the side, that is uh, the Lord's Prayer in English. They had it written in Czech. They had it in Russian. They had it in Swedish. They had it in all of the different languages around the world. And you can wander through these beautiful mosaics and see this prayer that is, told, that is said all over the world. But then there was another really cool spot, and if you, you go down these steps and you see this, this cave area, and in this grotto, there's a place where Jesus, they say Jesus taught the disciples the Lord's Prayer. I think we have a picture up here of that, yeah. This is the grotto inside there. This is saying this is where Jesus taught the disciples the Lord's Prayer. And you can see there's little pieces of paper there, and people were able to take pieces of paper and write their own prayers and throw it into the grotto because the sisters would then gather up these prayers, and then they would go and lift up the prayers that people left there at this site. And it was just amazing to be able to sit and stand and walk around the place where tradition says Jesus taught the Lord's Prayer to his disciples and also taught the Lord's Prayer to each and every one of us. Over the next six weeks, we're going to explore the Lord's Prayer. Just like the Apostles' Creed before, I know how it can be. We, we say the Lord's Prayer every Sunday, and there's a, a way that we can put our minds on autopilot, and, and we just plow right through because, well, that's what we do. We just say the Lord's Prayer because every Sunday. But, but the reason why we say the Lord's Prayer, it's important. And, and we must take time to remember the importance of that prayer. In a book that he wrote about the Lord's Prayer, Brother John of Taizé wrote, Prayer is the act by which we place ourselves consciously and voluntarily in the presence of God. When we pray, we implicitly define ourselves as people who do not claim to find our source in ourselves, but we come to God with open hands. When we take the opportunities to say prayers like the Lord's Prayer or just even go to God in prayer, we are willingly saying, God, I don't have it all figured out, but you do. So I am placing my whole life, my whole trust in your care, and I'm lifting my needs up to you. I think one of the most beautiful things about the Lord's Prayer, just like the Apostles' Creed, is that we join with sisters and brothers for close to 2,000 years at a prayer that connects us with the Trinity, with the Father and with the Son and with the Holy Spirit. See, Jesus had a, a prayer rhythm. 
Jesus had a rhythm where he would always go off and he would spend time in prayer. If we're looking in the Gospels, there's at least 23 times where we see Jesus going off to lift up prayer. And the disciples were always there with him. And if we look at the Luke account of the Lord's Prayer, the disciples ask Jesus in Luke, 11, chapter, Luke chapter 11, verse 1, can you teach us to pray just like John has taught his disciples to pray? Now, that doesn't mean that the disciples knew, did not know how to pray. What they were asking for, they were asking for a prayer from Jesus that would mark them as, the, as his followers. So, so when we pray the Lord's Prayer, we are acting in this, this rabbi, rabbinic tradition of, of praying a prayer that marks us as one of our rabbi, which our rabbi is Jesus Christ. But I think the prayer means a little bit more than that. That when Jesus gives us this prayer to pray, it also gives us a little bit of himself. So, so that we can have a part of Jesus when we say these words to God. So starting next week, we're going to really dig into the different parts of the Lord's Prayer. But today I wanted us to really focus on why is it and the purpose of this prayer. And to me, the best way that we can hear the best purpose of this prayer is by looking at the Scripture through the lens of the message paraphrase. So we'll have the words up on the screen, and they may be a little difficult to read, and I'm sorry about that. I meant to change that between services, but I didn't have time to do that. But I invite you to listen and follow along to these words from Matthew chapter 6, verses 5 through 9. Hear the word of the Lord. Jesus is talking to his disciples and says, And when you come before God, don't turn that into a theatrical production either. All these people making a regular show of their prayers, hoping for stardom. Do you think God sits in a box seat? Here's what I want you to do. Find a quiet, secluded place so you won't be tempted to role-play before God. Just be there as simply and honestly as you can manage. The focus will shift from you to God, and you will begin to sense His grace. The world is full of so-called prayer warriors who are prayer ignorant. They're full of formulas and programs, and advice, peddling techniques for getting what you want from God. Don't fall from that nonsense. This is your father's, this is your father you are dealing with, and he knows better than you what you need. With a God like this loving you, you can pray very simply, like this. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. You know, if you're like me, I have a strong tendency to make prayer time all about me. 
What is it that I want? What is it that I need? Or maybe I'll uh, add in a prayer here and there for people that I know that are, are sick or having problems. But, but it's all outward focused. But when we take the opportunity to pray something like the Lord's Prayer, it, it makes the prayer more inward focus. It, it makes it an opportunity for us to listen, to, to allow to share that we aren't a people who rely on our own power, but we go to God in prayer using the Lord's Prayer with open arms. Our scripture talks about how people have taken prayer as an opportunity to show how great and holy they are. And the longer, the louder, the more longer, harder words to say in your prayer, the more closer you are to God. But that's not what prayer is about at all. Prayer is about taking the opportunity to open ourselves to God and then allow God to slowly move into our lives through our prayer. Jesus talks about how people want to make a big show and, and give you different programs and advice on how to pray. But I think what Jesus is really sharing with us here is that we must take the opportunities to go to God like little children. In Matthew chapter 19, verse 14, we see that, that Jesus has had all of these little kids gathered around him, and the disciples are wanting to push them aside because they think that they're, that they're bothering Jesus. And Jesus says, no, stop. Let the little children come to me. The simplicity of the Lord's Prayer gives us the opportunity to, to come to Jesus as a little child, just allowing our words, the simple words of this prayer to, to rise up so that we can connect simply with our God. When I was a uh, freshman in high school, about January of, of that year, my dad came down with spinal meningitis, and it knocked him out. He was in a, a, a coma for, for two or three months, if I remember right. And, and, and we were so worried about what was going to happen with my dad, and we would go to the hospital every day and, and sit there in, in, the, in the room and, and just kind of wait to see what was going on. But then I remember one evening, our youth director, which we called Director of Christian Education at, at the time, uh, named Paula, she came over to check on my brother, my mom, and me just to see how we were doing. And we were laughing, and we were talking, and just having a good time together. Then the phone rang, and it was the hospital. And they were calling us to let us know that my dad's heart had stopped. So we quickly hopped into the car, and, and we drove all the way to the hospital, which is Hutchinson, Kansas, so it wasn't that long of a drive, but it was long enough. And I sat in the back seat with my head buried into the seat before, behind my mom's seat as she was driving, and I couldn't think of anything. I, I couldn't say anything at all. 
But then slowly, the Lord's Prayer came to my lips. And I started to pray the Lord's Prayer over and over and over. And I felt at that time that God's presence was with me as we ran into the hospital room to hear that they were able to get my dad's heart started back up again and that he was going to be okay. Luckily, he survived that little bout of time, but, but I just remember that I didn't have words to say. I, I, I didn't have any spectacular prayer to pray to God, but I just took the opportunity to share the Lord's Prayer because it was in my heart. It, it was something that I could go to God with. And I knew that as I said those words, God was holding me in his arms. One of the questions that I hear about the Lord's Prayer, people ask, so is this just really kind of a formula that you use to pray with? And the answer is no. It's not a formula. Sure, you could use the Lord's Prayer and, and use it as a template to help you think about your prayer life, but no, what God and Jesus is telling us to do is to just say these words. Just say these words, and, and you will be with me. When you are in doubt, when you are in trial, when you are in pain, and when you are suffering, just say these words and know that I am with you. So that leads us to some spiritual practices for this week. I've missed doing these, and now that we're doing the Lord's Prayer, I'm like going, okay, let's put some of this prayer into action. The first, first one is one that I gave you way back in March before we, we shut everything down, and we didn't realize how serious this COVID-19 stuff was going to be. And it's with washing your hands. When you take the opportunity to wash your hands, you're supposed to wash them for about 20 to 25 seconds in order to make sure your hands are all clean. Well, just say the Lord's Prayer. It takes about 20 to 25 seconds to say the Lord's Prayer. So as you're washing your hands, take the opportunity to say the Lord's Prayer while you do that. But to be just a little bit more intentional, I invite you to take the opportunity to set three alarms on your phone throughout the day, whether it be like 8 o'clock in the morning at noon and then at 8 o'clock at night. And then when you do that, go ahead and, and, and when the alarm goes off, say the Lord's Prayer. Don't, don't worry about trying to add anything to it or, or to make it fancy or anything like that, but just take the opportunity to say the Lord's Prayer and then wait and then stop and allow God to speak to you. You don't have to do it that long. If you can only hold it for like 10 seconds, that's fine. If you can do it for 30 seconds or a minute, two minutes, five minutes, that's great. But just take the opportunity to acknowledge the fact that when you are saying the Lord's Prayer, you are adding your voice to those who have come before and you'll be adding your voice to those who will come beyond. 
that when we say that prayer together, we acknowledge that Jesus is our teacher and we are connected to the triune God. Let us pray. Oh God, we thank you for the opportunity to pray. We thank you that you have given us your words to, to share your words to grow in. And as we take the opportunity to say, be our Father, as we take these next few weeks to, to understand why you gave us these words, help us to take those into our hearts so that we can hear you in the midst of our prayers and so that we can act as your children and live as disciples of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And we pray this all in the name of the one who loves and cares for us, Jesus our Lord. Amen.